angry intro, fun. So this is unfortunately one of those videos where I have to open up and ask you at the beginning to please, yes, like and comment and share this video very specifically, share this video, because we need to talk about something that is incredibly important that YouTube, it appears, is currently suppressing. According to the uploader of the, the content and the footage that we're gonna be going through, it's been age restricted and now blocked in most countries. So you know how the David Dobrik situation was already incredibly bad? Well, it just got worse for a completely different reason. So David Dobrik pretty much not on the internet right now after all the fallout from the Dirty Dom assault allegation situation where he was losing sponsors, he had to step down from his own company. Granted, he ended up issuing an apology that was widely received well, but now we finally got an answer to what happened to Jeff Wittick's face. Jeff Wittick, of course, a member of David Dobrik's vlog squad. We've known for a while now that he sustained a life-altering injury, but very few details were known. With Wittick himself at times dodging questions, kind of opening up, we, we, we knew that he was saving it for a documentary. Also on a personal note, I was just kind of waiting for this story to break. Uh, the, the video of the accident has leaked several times, but th there's been an effort to, to keep it off of the internet. But Jeff Wittick last night uploaded a video titled How I broke my face and the answer was revealed. And, and bluntly put, Jeff Wittick almost died, yes, due to a choice that he made, but also due to the gross negligence of David Dobrik, where he almost ended up killing one of his best friends for a stunt in his vlog. Right, so episode two of Wittick's documentary series, it starts with the pandemic kind of shutting things down. You have David Dobrik telling the vlog squad members that he wants big stunts to be sort of their big comeback video. Right, there's a big skydiving element to the video, but then they get to this lake. And for the stunts in the lake, you have David controlling this big excavator in the lake while they used it to do wakeboarding and things like that. Then they just sort of have people holding onto a rope that's attached to the excavator that David's swinging around the lake. You first see Corinna Kopf doing this. You eventually see that she's feeling that it's dangerous. She has to be taken down. She's yelling, oh, what the fuck? Put me down. You take things too far. She's unable to get down. Jeff goes, you know, I've just spent so much time skydiving. What's the worst that could happen? At which point Jeff notes that he made a mistake, saying I forgot the biggest fucking idiot I know was driving. And then, I, I mean, I can't even show you the video. Jeff is swinging at incredibly dangerous high speeds. We then see the excavator seemingly kind of just stop, at which point you don't need to be an expert in physics to realize what's gonna happen to Jeff, who's holding on to a rope on something that was moving but is now stopped, and he slams at high speed into this metal excavator. He then falls from this crazy height into the water, which is only a foot deep. We then see this quick glimpse of what appears to be Jeff kind of just dangling from this rope underwater. I mean, it's just this extremely upsetting, horrific situation. And if anything, I mean, based off of what we publicly know, I think it speaks volumes about the, the loyalty that Jeff Wittick has to this man. One, how has David Dobrik not been sued into the ground and ruined from this happening? He almost killed somebody. Also, I wonder if in episode three, we're gonna know if there was any sort of stunt coordinator, if they had insurance for this. I understand, David Dobrik is lucky he's not in jail for this. You know, normally with a story like this, I'd be like, yeah, you know, in people are reacting like this and that, but the only reaction I have to this is mine. What the fuck? I think for a lot of us, we've all been on the same page. Like, oh, David Dobrik's not doing vlogs because of COVID. How responsible of him. And then we learn, oh, maybe it's because he almost killed someone and he's freaked out. Granted, it does appear that he's doing this sit down interview with Jeff. So he's not uh, trying to hide this. He's letting Jeff control the story, but you'll only really maybe get small points for that because the other option would be trying to silence essentially your victim. Like here's the thing with this story. Jeff Wittick obviously gets to decide for himself if he forgives David what they're 
relationship is. But understand, that does not negate what you feel from this incident. It does not in any way because it still happened. Also, as far as Jeff Wittig saying that YouTube cracked down on this video, I mean, YouTube can say whatever regarding policy, but it's going to be perceived by a ton of people that YouTube is protecting what they hope to be uh, the comeback for one of their golden boys. Yeah, for now, that is where this ridiculous situation ends, and obviously we're gonna have to wait and see what other further fallout there is, what what else we learn from this docu-series. I don't know, it, it just makes me sick to my stomach, but you know, with this story, I do wanna pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts with all of this? Then, we should definitely talk about updates around the Mark Rober story and backlash we covered earlier this week. Right, Rober, who revealed that his son is on the autism spectrum, is co-hosting a star-studded fundraiser with Jimmy Kimmel to raise funds for the charity Next for Autism. With them saying they're hoping to raise money to support autistic kids transitioning from school to adulthood saying that there's this massive drop-off of services for that age group. But, like we talked about, there were many that were quick to share their concerns over the charity partnership. Many primarily saying that Next supports finding a cure for autism, something that the community does not believe in. Also because, among other things, it has ties to other controversial organizations like Autism Speaks. People also having issues about the practice of applied behavioral analysis, as well as autistic people not being on the board or in leadership positions of Next for Autism. Next defended themselves against these criticisms, saying they were either false or misleading. But we also saw a different kind of backlash against Mark's promotional video. For instance, an organization and channel called Special Books for Special Kids expressed frustration over the fact that Mark included one of their interviews with an autistic person without their permission, with a group writing on Instagram that it's angered that person's family and they want that footage removed from Mark's video. Also, I do want to preface the next part by saying a thank you to the, I want to say about 90% of autistic people that took me at my word that I actually wanted to have conversations and learn more about your point of view. Well, obviously, I can't respond to every single message. I very much have appreciated that. As well as people that tagged me and pointed me in the direction of uh, TikTok creators like Paige Lael, where she announced that on the same day as Rover's event, April 30th from 4 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Her, and actually I'll just let her speak for herself. On the same day, April 30th from 4 p.m. to 12 a.m. EST, a bunch of my autistic TikTok friends and I will be hosted by Beck Spectrum in a Twitch live stream donation event dedicated to ASAN, which is an organization that we actually like. I personally will be guesting from 8 to 9 p.m. We may not raise a million dollars, but we really want to raise awareness and raise our voices. We are sick of neurotypicals talking over us. We deserve to call the shots on our own disorder. Please consider donating and please spread the word. We hope to see you there. And according to Beck Spectrum, the guest lineup is still in progress, but there will be other creators and advocates featured as well as businesses and artists who are collaborating for giveaway prizes. We have the full schedule of that stream expected to be coming out in the next few days. But ultimately, that is where we are with this story now. And obviously, you know, in this situation, you have people making claims about Next for Autism, Next for Autism making denials, but it felt very important to provide an update to this story because, you know, when you're talking about autistic people, you should probably hear from them as well. Then, a quick happy news update. Remember, you only have eight days left to subscribe to this channel to potentially win $5,000. Once the month's done, a randomly selected existing subscriber as well as a new subscriber for the month of April will get $5,000. Why are you texting me? Trying to give the people money. What have I ever done to make you think that I'm gonna text back? But yeah, just my way of showing a little love and appreciation to you for joining the family, being a part of this weird ride. Then, we should definitely talk about if you're trying to get more money in your life, you're trying to think about your future, but you're, you're not quite comfortable with almost maybe killing your friends for some sort of YouTube video, you should definitely look into public, and more specifically, publicdefranco.com. It's what I personally use to invest. I switched over a few months ago because I've seen a lot of their competitors, and uh, some of the stuff they've done makes me feel like they don't really care about customers, whereas public, I believe, does. By signing up with publicdefranco.com today, one, not only will you obviously be able to invest in the stock market, but two, you will get a free stock. And that's without actually putting any money in. You get it anyway. But also, you can start investing at whatever place. You could 
start investing with a dollar, five, ten, fifty dollars. You can even get fractional shares of your favorite companies like Tesla, Apple, and Amazon, all without having to spend big in the now while still being able to make the investments and potentially gain like everybody else. Public levels the playing field and allows access for regular people like you. And, and I found this personally helpful as well, public makes the stock market social. Like I've got over 100,000 followers that I can talk to about stocks there, and it turns out it's very awesome and helpful to share and learn about new ideas and ways to invest. But yeah, at the very least, just check it out and specifically use publicdefranco.com. You get a free stock all without having to drop a dollar. I get paid because they know I sent you. It is a win-win. But essentially, you help this show have a future while taking care of your own. Yeah, that's publicdefranco.com because you definitely should start planning for your future today. Then in huge news that will probably go nowhere, the House of Representatives voted today 216 to 208 to pass a bill that would grant statehood to Washington, D.C. And so that means that if this was able to get through the Senate, it gets to Biden, he signs it, it would give the district two senators and a voting representative in the House. In honor of Frederick Douglass, the new state would be called Washington Douglass Commonwealth. But like I said, it would be a complete Shocked to me if this was actually able to pass. Well, yes, you do have Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer saying, yes, we are gonna bring this legislation to the floor. It is seemingly universally disliked by Republicans and even a few Democrats. And as far as the arguments you have against statehood, you have Republicans saying this is essentially just the Democrats going for a power grab. Or they're just trying to create these senators and that representative to get an advantage in the House and the Senate. Whereas you have most Democrats saying, no, this is just a civil rights issue. Right, if Washington DC doesn't get the representation in the House and the Senate, essentially you have what is largely a black population being disenfranchised. And yes, very notably there and in an overwhelming way, they do vote for Democrats. Yeah, big news, which on a personal note, uh, I support the statehood for Puerto Rico and Washington DC, but uh, I don't think that we're gonna see it with this Senate. Then, apparently because Oklahoma didn't want Florida to have all the fun, Oklahoma seemingly has just legalized vehicular manslaughter, kind of. Specifically, what I'm talking about here is that Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed a bill yesterday that's giving immunity to drivers who run over people with their cars during protests. Under the new law, any driver who, quote, unintentionally causes injury or death to protesters cannot be held liable if they are fleeing from a riot and there is reasonable belief they are in danger. Additionally, the legislation also makes it a misdemeanor for anyone to obstruct a public street during demonstrations. With that, being punishable by up to a year in prison and a $5,000 fine. But here's the thing, Florida and Oklahoma are by no means the only states proposing anti-protest legislation. You have legislators in Iowa approving a bill that makes it legal for people to hit protesters with their cars. We're also seeing things like a Republican proposal in Indiana that would actually ban anyone convicted of unlawful assembly from holding state employment, including holding elected office. You've got a similar bill in Minnesota that would bar people convicted of unlawful protesting from receiving student loans, unemployment benefits, or housing assistance. You've got a measure already passed by the Kentucky State Senate that would criminalize insulting the police. And in fact, according to the International Center for Not-For-Profit Law, GOP lawmakers in 34 states have introduced 81 anti-protest bills during the 2021 legislative session, more than twice as many proposals as in any other year. Though, of note, and we touched on this when we were talking about the Florida law, civil rights groups have already said that they are going to sue, with uh, the ACLU specifically saying they will not rule out doing the same in Oklahoma. But yeah, uh, with that said, that is in court, and if you're in these states where this is happening, please be extra safe because while there are people that are explaining this as, you know, like, uh, your, your car is getting swarmed and you're trying to escape, do not think for a second there aren't people out there that think this is just the green light to mow down protesters. I hate saying that, but you know it's true. Then, we should definitely talk about President Biden in the news. Reportedly, he has not tripped up any stairs today, which hopefully uh, that statement remains to be true until uh, midnight tonight. Let's give it up for the president. Left foot, right foot, sir. So stupid. Uh, but no, uh, the reason he's in the, the news is for several 
several reasons. One, while speaking at the International Climate Summit this morning, President Biden pledged that the United States would cut greenhouse gas emissions at least in half from 2005 levels by 2030. And that is very significant for two main reasons. First, it doubles America's previous commitment laid out by the Obama administration under the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement. At that time, Obama aimed to cut emissions 26 to 28 percent of 2005 levels by 2025. And secondly, because it marks a sharp reversal from the Trump administration, which of course pulled out of the Paris Agreement and in general, uh, seemed to take personal offense to science. But uh, to be clear, this goal from Biden is very ambitious. And more than a decade later, the United States is barely even halfway to meeting the 10-year goals set by Obama. But according to the EPA in 2019, the most recent year where complete data is available, U.S. emissions were just 13% below 2005 levels. So to achieve Biden's aim here, the United States is going to have to drastically reduce its use of fossil fuels in basically every economic sector. Something that will almost certainly receive a ton of political backlash from Republicans in Congress. This, despite the fact that Biden's decision is actually in line with hundreds of executives at major companies, including the likes of Apple and Walmart, who have even explicitly endorsed the 50% target. All of this also brings the United States closer to other countries' goals. We had the UK pledging to cut its emissions by 68% in the same time frame. Just today, we saw Canada promising to reduce their emissions to at least 40% of 2005 levels by 2030. Japan pledging to cut 46% below their 2013 levels by the end of the decade. And also, of note here, neither China nor India to top emitters have made any promises during the first day of the summit. In fact, China, which is already the world's biggest emitter, they just reaffirmed their previous target to reach peak emissions by 2030. But also, with all this happening, there are some saying that Biden and these other world leaders are not doing enough. For example, climate activist Greta Thunberg released a video today saying these targets could be a great start if it wasn't for the fact that they're full of gaps and loopholes. Criticizing leaders for, quote, leaving out emissions from consumption of imported goods, as well as international aviation, shipping, and the burning of biomass. And saying, while we can, others and even our Ourselves, we cannot fool nature and physics. And ultimately, with this story, and honestly, anything that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in those comments down below because this is the end of today's show. As always, thank you for watching the video, liking, subscribe, and remember, uh, a brand new subscriber as well as someone that is already subscribed is gonna be randomly selected to win $5,000. Join the family. Also, if you're looking for more to watch right now, I got you covered with more news or that brand new podcast with Marisha Ray, you can click or tap right there or top links in the description down below. Also, thanks again to publicdefranco.com for sponsoring today's show. Remember, go sign up, get yourself some free stock. It's a win-win-win across the board, but with that said, of course, as always, my name's Philip DeFranco, you've just been filled in. I love yo faces and I'll see you next time.